Although the winning streak may have been snapped last weekend at Clemson, the Louisville Cardinals have still successfully turned the season around, thanks mainly in part due to the defense stepping up. Uh, that doesn't mean that there isn't any credit deserved for the offense, but the offense is still having its struggles. So on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, we're going to talk about why the overall lack of consistency is preventing the Cardinals offense from reaching its full potential. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. <clears throat> I also want to thank you all for making Locked on Louisville your first lesson of the day. Just a reminder that the show is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. As I mentioned in the cold opener on today's show, we are going to discuss why the lack of overall consistency is preventing the Louisville offense from reaching its potential. We'll also uh, discuss the 75-70 to 70 Louisville women's basketball victory over Belmont on Sunday. And then finally, we will dive into the weekly mailbag. Um, before we discuss the uh, game against Clemson, the Louisville offensive struggles, I do want to take this time to um, extend our thoughts and our prayers to uh, the University of Virginia community. Um, it was announced on Monday that three members of the Virginia Cavaliers football program were killed. Uh, Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., and Deshaun Perry. Um, our thoughts and our prayers go out to their families and friends, uh, the University of Virginia football program, the student body, and all those that were affected by this tragic and very heartbreaking loss. Um, our thoughts here in Louisville are extended out to um, the Virginia program, the university, and all those that were affected. Starting out the show, um, discussing the Louisville offense. The Louisville offense has been sort of, um, it's been hard to really analyze how good the Cardinals offense has been throughout the entirety of the season, mainly because of the lack of consistency. I think that the only way to really um, describe um, how the offense is uh, playing week in, week out is basically to say that they are inconsistent because I think that um, you never really know what you're going to get offensively for Louisville. And there's been many different factors, um, but mainly focusing in on this Clemson game in particular before we kind of uh, um, you know go into more of a general sense, Louisville did end up losing uh, 31-16. to 16. Um, It was an instance to where... The Cardinals started out the game struggling, um, a couple of three and outs. They ended up converting on a big third down. It was a, a run play that I believe Jawar Jordan uh, ended up converting, and Louisville was able to go down and score a touchdown thanks, mainly in part due to Tyon Evans' um, critical, I believe it was a 16-yard touchdown run. Um, since then, 
Louisville would really only go on to score a field goal in the third quarter. Not much else going on outside of a uh, last um, second touchdown from Brock Doman to uh, Braden Smith as the time expired. Uh, but by that point, obviously, um, the deficit was uh, too large at that point. I mean, the game was over. So the Louisville offense had its opportunities. I mentioned on yesterday's show, yes, the officiating was not good. There were many, many, many Horrible calls. Uh, the pass interference call in the second quarter on the third and long that gave Clemson the ball um, near the Louisville red zone and uh, prevented the Cardinals from going into halftime down by a single possession. That had some big-time implications on the second half um, and the momentum heading into the intermission. Um, I will say that Louisville had its opportunities to get back in this game. Uh, multiple turnovers forced by the Cardinals' defense, um, a couple of punts. Now, granted, the Cardinals' defense wasn't perfect, but still, um, Louisville's offense had a couple of drives to where they started near the 40, uh, even in Clemson territory, and really wasn't able to get much going. Yes, you did have the injury to Malik Cunningham at the end of the first half. That has to be mentioned because although I don't think Brock Doman played all that bad, you were still without your starting quarterback uh, for the second half on the road against a top-10 team. Not to mention Malik Cunningham uh, was hurt coming into the game. Uh, had a broken left hand, I believe it is. is a broken left hand or broken left wrist. Regardless, um, definitely, you could tell, was hurt. He had a big um, padded glove on his left hand. Um, so, you know, despite him not playing in the second half, he started out the game uh, playing hurt as well. So um, that could definitely have some uh, impact on the Louisville offense. But overall, the Cardinals really not able to get much going. Um, Clemson had 11 more first downs than the Cardinals. Um, overall, they did have 400 yards of offense, which was only 39 less than Clemson, um, but were not able to really capitalize. And I think that this game in itself highlights some of those lack of inconsistencies um, that we are some of the or actually it highlights the lack of inconsistency um, I should say um, for pretty much the whole season um, because when you look at what global is able to do currently you know sitting through uh, two games left, to go on the schedule, the Cardinals are 65th in the country out of 131 FBS Division I teams in points per game, averaging under 30 per contest. Uh, granted, they do have a top 20 strength of schedule, um, so that has to be factored into the mix as well. Um, but I, I just think that at the end of the day, this whole season, we've kind of been looking at this team offensively, wondering, okay, when is the offense going to get back to the way they were last year? When are they going to reach their full potential? Well, what is the full potential? Well, in my opinion, the full potential is top 25 offense. I don't see why they couldn't reach that uh, level, considering that you have a multiple-year starter at quarterback, a veteran-led offensive line, a very good running back committee, um, uh, one of the best tight ends in the conference and in the country, uh, and a solid wide receiver group. Uh, I know that 
the wide receiving committee had some uh, turnover at the end of the season, but they still have a very talented group led by Tyler Hudson, Amari Huggins-Bruce, um, Braden Smith, so on and so forth. So I think that there's the um, the talent on the offense to be a top 25 offensive unit. Now the lack of consistency overall has prevented the team from doing that. What does that mean, lack of inconsistency overall? Well, I feel like you're not getting a consistent performance offensively, um, at least not many games this season, if there has been a game where you've seen a, a, a full-on consistent performance on offense. What I mean by that is when the passing game looks solid, penalties have been big, uh, turnovers, um Red zone offense, and when the red zone offense has been solid, the team has struggled to move down the field. And when the team does move the ball down the field, you know, penalties hurt drives, um, turnovers. When, you know, Malik Cunningham has looked solid as a passer and when he is making the right reads in the read option situations, the play calling has been sort of um predictable to where the team is struggling to get a lot of momentum because opposing defenses can basically just read what Louisville's offense is going to do and uh you know whether that's running the ball on first and second down being very conservative in the play calling whatever may have you I feel like overall and maybe this does not really uh surprise anyone and maybe i'm just um highlighting what's already known but i feel like this is the main reason why Lowell's offense is struggling to get to that top 25 level because in my opinion it's a struggle to put it all together onto the field at one time um some games it's penalties other games it is the passing game struggling um, red zone offense has hurt the team in certain situations. Uh, play calling being uh, predictable has hurt the team early on in the season. And even against Clemson, um, they struggled. Offensive line struggled against Clemson. Um, so I think that the struggles, you know, you can't really pinpoint one thing because it's not, it's not one thing all the time. It's a different issue here and there. So you have to really kind of, um, you know, jumble the struggles together. And I think that it's mainly represented by the notion that it's a lack of consistency, in my opinion. So we'll talk about, um, you know, what Louisville needs to do to come out victorious against NC State um, at the end of this week. But I think that um, that lack of consistency on offense was put on display at Clemson. Obviously, um, the health of Malik Cunningham definitely plays a factor into that. Um, Cunningham missed the second half against Clemson. He missed the game against Virginia. Uh, Brock Doman has, has uh, risen to the occasion, and he has looked decent. I think he's looked solid at times. Um, but I think that there's more than just one underlying issue uh, for this offense and uh, it's a little frustrating because there's a lot of talent on this offense and the potential is there for this unit to be a very very solid offense so um, we'll continue to talk about football as the week uh, progresses um, for the second segment I want to take a little bit of a step back and uh, focus our um, second segment uh, towards the Louisville women's basketball team's 75 to 70 victory over Belmont on Sunday and the first road test of the season 
was a challenging one for Jeff Walls' team. We'll talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Simply Safe. Look, if you are uh, thinking about upgrading your home security, um, securing your home, um, but have been kind of putting it off, you'll want to listen up because this is an absolutely phenomenal opportunity. Right now, Locked On Global listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Um, over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50%. Um, off their award-winning security system. So that means more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Uh, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by the U.S. News and World Report, which is the third consecutive year. Um, in an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture. Uh, critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response immediately. Don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash um, locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. Simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts. Insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So transitioning right over into uh, the women's basketball's 75-70 to victory over the Belmont Bruins on um, Sunday afternoon. The first test of the season for Jeff Walls' Cardinals ended up being a very challenging one. Um, Belmont, a very solid mid-major team, um, gave Tennessee all that they could handle in Knoxville in the round of 32 last season in the NCAA tournament. And um, they were a tough opponent for the Cardinals back in uh, the early parts of the out-of-conference slate um, towards the end of 2021. Um, the Cardinals were led by Haley Van Lith, who continues to score over 20 points per game. She had a game-high uh, 25 points on 10 of 22 shooting. Um Outside of Van Lith, uh, Olivia Cochran and Chrislyn Carr were the only two double-digit scores, scoring 13 and 11, respectively. Cochran had a 13-point, 13-rebound double-double, seven defensive rebounds, six offensive rebounds. Um, overall, it was a game that went back and forth. Uh, Belmont uh, seemingly had a lead in almost... Um, Every end of a quarter, uh, they ended halftime with a, I think they had a lead at the end of the first half. I could be wrong. No, Louisville had a lead at the end of the first half. Um, Belmont would outscore the Cardinals in the third quarter, 14 to 13. Um, excuse me. Um, and Louisville found themselves trailing in the fourth quarter. It was all about defense, clutch buckets, 
and made free throws. Um, something that Jeff Walls' teams have been extremely solid at over the years is um, playing clutch defense down the stretch of games, especially on the road, um, using that defense to propel the team's offense. Um, it wasn't necessarily a tough offensive evening for the Cardinals. Um, they ended up scoring 75 points, shot the ball 41% from the field, 42% from behind the arc, and 95% from the free throw line. So it wasn't really a matter of a poor offensive performance. Um, and they committed seven less turnovers than Belmont. Um, I think that defensively, uh, the team had its struggles in the first three quarters, and shout out to the Bruins for making the Cardinals pay. Um, Destiny Wells had 20 points for um, Belmont. Belmont shot the ball 52% from the field, uh, 58% from the three-point line, over 80% from the free throw line, so they were extremely efficient. Um, a tough test on the road, and the Cardinals rose to the occasion and did what they needed to do. Um, I think they made all or all but one free throw um, in the fourth quarter, which is extremely encouraging um, because that has 100 uh, percent direct implications on, um, you know, tournament success because it's big in the tournament to be able to not only make your free throws, but also play solid defense, and the team did that. Haley Van Lith had a couple of big-time baskets um, in the fourth quarter, and Louisville's ball movement was getting some very open shots um, going down the stretch as well. So it's one of those instances to where people will look at the score and be like, oh, wait, you mean to tell me that a top-10 team went on the road against a mid-major and only won by five points? How is that all that good of a victory, Dalton? Well, you have to understand that um, it's early on in the season. You still have to continue to develop that chemistry. Um, you have to develop that camaraderie despite having players return from last season. Uh, you have some new faces, and it's a new team. Um, you go on the road against a very solid mid-major, one of the best mid-majors in the country that consistently makes the NCAA tournament. Um, and that isn't scared to go up against big teams. They played Louisville well last season. They almost knocked off Tennessee in the NCAA tournament just less than a year ago, back in, in the late winter, in the early spring. And um, I think that, um, you know, this is going to be a Louisville team that's going to continue to get better. Obviously, it's only November 15th. Morgan Jones only played 12 minutes, was 0 for 3 from the field, and had two points. Uh, so if you were to tell me that, uh, Morgan Jones would have only two points. Liz Dixon would have zero, and the Cardinals would beat Belmont by five. I think that that's something that you look at and you think, okay, you learn from, um, you know, you learn from the mistakes, you learn from the struggles, uh, you try to uh, improve each and every game. Obviously, it's a marathon; it's not a sprint. Would you like to have won this game by double digits? Well, of course you would. But I think that this is a solid victory, one that you can't overlook because um, the Cardinals. Uh, displayed that toughness, um, you know, being able to defend extremely well in the fourth quarter, um, you know, come up clutch with some solid baskets and shoot the ball well from the free throw line in crunch time. And obviously, Morgan Jones is going to find her role. Uh, she is obviously not having the greatest start to the season, but I don't necessarily foresee that being a problem moving forward at all. She's going to be right there in the hunt for um, All-American honors in the Atlantic Coast Conference, so I'm not really worried about that at all.
Um, but a solid victory for Jeff Walls' team. With that being said, we're going to um, dive into the weekly mailbag for the final segment of the show. We'll do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, well, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting needs. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline where the game starts. So diving into the weekly mailbag, there are a handful of solid questions. Beginning number one, well, I could have known that this was coming. Um, What are your overall thoughts on Kentucky landing DJ Wagner? I said it once before. I've said it a handful of times before. I'll say it again. Um, it's, It's not ideal for Louisville. Um, obviously it sucks. I'm not going to sit here and, um, say it's not significant because, um, you know, losing out on a top three player, uh, consensus in the 2023 class. I mean, that's rough, especially with a player that has family ties to the program in Milt Wagner. Um, but Hey, you know, this is a a recruitment that Kenny Payne came into, uh, very, very late in the game, uh, just last spring, while John Calipari and the Kentucky Wildcats have been recruiting him for multiple years. Uh, Calipari uh, coached his father uh, as well. So that's um, it, it's hard to recruit against that. It's one that it's it, it sucks. But I don't think that losing out on DJ Wagner uh, means that Louisville still can't have success down the road. Obviously, that means you know players like AJ Johnson, Isaiah Miranda, uh, become even more critical recruits in this class. But we'll see how Kenny Payne and company can um, fill out the rest of the class. Um, moving right on along, there have been tweets about various players entering the transfer portal for Louisville football. Do you have any idea on names? What are your thoughts on this matter? Look, I've seen the tweets. I, I, I saw the uproar on social media um, on Monday. I, you know, I don't, I don't really have much to say about that because I, I don't know who you know the accounts are referring to. I haven't heard any information um, in that regards. Um, I will say this with the one-time transfer rule. I mean, it's probably a given that you're going to have some players transfer out um, looking for more playing time, uh, better NIL deals, um, you know, a new start, whatever the priority is. And you're going to have some players transfer in for those same reasons. So, I mean, I'm expecting some players to enter the transfer portal, not anyone specifically. I I just think as a rule of thumb, with the opportunity to play immediately next season, that's the landscape of college football. You're going to have some transfers. So, I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to have some players leave. You're going to have some other players come in. So I just think those are my thoughts on the matter. The next question, what is your new expectation for Louisville basketball this season? 
Um, for those who don't know, my expectation coming into the season was what it was the past couple years, and that's make the NCAA tournament. With the team starting out 0-2, it seems like um, the tournament is going to be tough to make. Um, so I think the expectation um, can kind of be taken back to more of a general sense, and that is to uh, continue to develop and build confidence and um, start to play more as a team offensively and defensively, um, define what this team's half-court offense is, and improve the effort overall. Um, so it's more so just continuing to get better uh, with each and every game heading into year two. Obviously, with this being a rebuilding year, um, it, it seems like unless Louisville has a major turnaround, the NCAA tournament might be a, a tough accomplishment for this year's team. Um, moving right on along with Malik Cunningham battling injury, who would you like to see start against NC State at quarterback for the Cardinals? This is a good question. Um, I'm not necessarily sure on the status of Cunningham. Um, obviously, he had, I think it was a shoulder injury that kept him out against um, Clemson in the second half. I thought I saw a rumor that it was an AC joint injury, uh, which can kind of be tricky especially with it being the throwing shoulder, I believe. Um, forgive me if I'm incorrect. But ultimately, I think that um, I think it's probably going to be Brock Doman um, with Malik Cunningham being injured. If not, uh, Doman obviously is going to be close by because uh, Malik Cunningham is battling injury. I think that if Malik is good to go, obviously I think he is your starter um, because he brings that um, – that ultimate, um, you know, run pass option dynamic that is critical to this uh, offensive scheme. Uh, that's not to say that Doman can't be um, successful in this offense. I just think that Malik Cunningham, uh, with his ability on the ground uh, in the rushing department, and obviously, um, you know, with the run pass option, that probably gives you the best opportunity to succeed. But I think that you can get a victory with either of these two quarterbacks. It's going to depend on Malik Cunningham's health. Um, I don't want him to go out there if there's a significant risk of him re-injuring himself. Um, I would rather him um, rest until he's healthy. Um, I don't want him to um, get any more hurt. So, you know, it puts his career in jeopardy or anything like that. I know he has the broken hand. He's got the shoulder issue. I want him to uh, play it safe. If it's something that is possibly going to hinder his uh, football career, obviously you have to think big picture here. Um, but regardless, I think it's going to depend on the uh, health of Malik Cunningham, um, which we should know more info about here in the next 24 to 48 hours, so we'll be sure to stay tuned. Uh, but as far as this episode of the show, that's going to wrap up this Tuesday edition. Um, everyone have a great day. We will see you right back here tomorrow.